Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How do you kick off a WWE show in Quebec? You send out Sami Zayn, because honestly, the reaction he got here... Truly amazing. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Ups and Downs, the review show with me, Simon Miller, where we're going to go through Monday Night Raw, and if we like something, we'll give it an up, and if we don't like something, we'll give it a down. And look, is my opinion worth a damn? Of course it's not. I couldn't even keep my hair. So let's just have fun, and let's just have a good time, and let's move like a robot and up those downs. Sam did come to the ring, though, and it was as if Santa Claus had arrived and said, oh, you're all getting a million pounds. Ho, ho, ho. Because for around about five minutes, they just serenaded him. And he was talking in French-Canadian, because of course he was. He wanted to get mega emotion. I thought this was fabo. Almost instantly, though, he did get interrupted by the Judgment Day. So don't forget, they were backstage, as always, going, give it a second, give it a second. Actually, let's annoy him now. Push play, let's go. They also acted like they were about to assault Sammy, who was like, do you actually think I wouldn't come out here with a plan or a friend? Which is when Kevin Owens' music hit. And honestly, if you thought this audience went crazy for Sam, they lost their minds for the returning KO and sided I, he is just the best. He went right after Finn Balor and Dominic Mysterio and actually threw them into Barry Barricades. Well, I was quite sad because my hero had just let me down. And very early on, there it is, the Justice for Barry counter. And it is at 98, which probably means next week we are going to do the funeral... Make sure you've got some tissues. Damien Priest also got the stun. And honestly, right, if you saw Kevin Owens walking down the street, but his name was Rodney Wallpaper, you probably wouldn't even give him a double look. It's not like he's Braun Strowman. But when you put him in the context of professional wrestling and the way he holds himself and the look that he has in his face and his history, I mean it, I think he is one of the best ever. I mean, what can't he do? He rocks. He also demanded a tag team match against any two members of the Judgment Day. And if you went very quiet, you could hear that weird corner of the internet melting down because they cannot handle the fact that we are essentially doing the same main event every single week. Look, you do have a point. We are going to have to move the story on eventually. But given that we were in Canada and they were Canadian, we were getting this kind of energy... Well, you ain't going to hear a peep out of me. And also finished with Michael Cole and Wade Barrett thanking us for smashing all the WrestleMania records because tickets for 40 went on sale last week. I like, it's a very strange thing to throw out there, but you're welcome. I mean, I haven't bought mine yet, but I appreciate being thanked. This was a very hot start to Raw. Giving it up. Which is when we got right into Drew McIntyre and Riddle taking on the New Day, or McRiddle, <laughs> as Xavier Woods was going to dub them later on. 
I mean, it was right there, and I'm glad they gave it to us. Of course, Drew started off as Mr. Powerhouse. He just threw Woods and Kofi Kingston around the place. When he saw Matthew, he was like, oh, man, let's have a little bit of a hug, which was kind of strange, although Riddle loved it, which is when Drew grabbed him and just hurled him over the top rope at the New Day. I was like, I understand that you're trying to win a match, but that is a very strange thing to do. We then cut to the commercial break, and yeah, when we did come back, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods were on top. So I was like, well, as always, we're going to have to figure it out for ourselves. So I'm going to assume that Riddle was so happy that he's now officially friends with Drew McIntyre, or that's how it seems. The New Day were like, oh, well, if that's the case, we can introduce you to the Loch Ness Monster. And because Riddle is like, yes, I love Scotland, <laughs> they murked him. That'll do. Riddle was able to knee Kofi right in the face after he went for a flying nothing, and he gave a fisherman suplex to Xavier, which is when he was going to get the hot tag to Drew, when all of a sudden the Viking Raiders were here, and they beat McIntyre up. And I was like, what are you doing? Shouldn't you be raiding a village or something? It meant that Drew wasn't able to get in there, leaving Riddle all alone, so he got hit with the trouble in paradise, and the New Day just won. Well... Okay, there it is. Eric and Ivar then took out everybody apart from Drew, who kicked their ass. And this was, like I say, going to tie into something later, so we will talk about it. But in terms of just a good old fun fashion wrestling tag match, yeah, I can't complain. Giving it up. However, I do have to say, this Riddle and McIntyre team, well, they ain't doing much for me. Just got to be an honest Harry here. Because we are basically trying to replicate what we did with RK Bro. But you can't do that. It's called the Law of Diminishing Returns. We chat about it all the time. Now, I may have to retract this one because, again, we'll talk about it in about 10 minutes or so. But it just feels like we didn't have any other ideas. So we just threw two people together. And that never works. I mean, look what's happening to my back right now. Let's get back into position. So I'm giving that part down. Jackie Redmond was then in the back and she was interviewing Finn Balor, who was with JD McDonough. I don't think the Day of Judgment are going to like that. Redmond does feel like JD is making the situation between Balor and Damien Priest even worse, though, and she's totally right. Although McDonough disagreed. He was like, no, I've known Finn Balor since I was a young boy with the best of friends. You just looked at Finn during this segment. He was so offended that she had said this. This new version of him is great. I also do not believe that they have known each other their entire life unless he was there when Finn Balor popped out of the womb, which would be very weird, which is when Rhea Ripley walked in and said, listen, JD McDonut, we don't want you here. Go away. We need to figure out this main event. Now, Finn was actually like, yeah, that's fine. And they walked off. You can just tell that something's brewing. We do continue to plant these seeds, though. And I got really worried after this because we had a video for Shayna Baszler. And I was like, why is she not in a feud, man? She just beat Ronda Rousey. We should be jumping on this like Mario jumps on mushrooms. For some reason, she did say she was going to set everything on fire, though. I don't know what that means. Maybe she's an arsonist. This is when Gunther was cutting this awesome backstage promo because at first he was in silhouette. And you know the deal. He just talks in, like, aggression. And he was all like, oh, Chad Gable, you may be a great competitor, but your legacy sucks compared to mine. And I'm going to beat you in a few seconds. We got the same with Chad Gable, too, although he was interrupted by Maxine Dupree and Otis, who are basically like, Chad Gable, he's the best. We love him so much and we want to be with him for the rest of our lives. Chad was genuinely taken aback by this when his music hit and he went out for his match. We also did learn during all of this that John Cena is returning to SmackDown in a couple of weeks and I do believe he's going to that India show, which is a big deal. When it was time for Gunther versus Chad Gable for the Intercontinental Championship, I thought this was gold. Now, I do totally agree that this probably should have been in the main event spot because it would have made the IC title feel even bigger. 
But given what we did with the finish, well, I do get it. Gable is just the absolute man as well, because these two started off by wrestling, and he ran rings around the ring general, and he is just so talented. So no matter what our plans are, double them, even if it is just good wrestling fighting, well, we should put him on a platform. The whole thing was kind of built around count-out teasers as well, because Gunther would just murder this man and say, listen, referee, you have to start counting to ten. And that was going to tie into the ending. And actually, it was one of those rare occasions when WWE did a bit of a, <laughs> I can't believe they did that, but it worked. Gable got so badly destroyed that at one point Gunther went to whip him, but he just fell on the floor. And I love it when we did do that spot, especially because when he was down there, he must have taken his phoenix down because he swallowed it and all of a sudden he was going crazy and even locked Gunther in an armbar. Fair play to the Imperium leader too because he sold it like death. This is when the chop started. So you just get that noise when all of a sudden Chad busted out the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. Look, it didn't work, but I believe. He also hit this massive suplex, which of course looked awesome because he was doing it on Gunther. And Chad Gable just rules. I mean, Gunther does as well, but we've already made that clear. And Chad especially leveled up here when he just absolutely wrecked him with a German suplex. Ich hatte ein Gutzeit. The finish was totally insane too because they did fight to the outside where Gunther was going to give Gable a big old chop. But Chad moved. Instead, Gunther hit Rita the ring post. And then they went to Barry Barricade where Gable grabbed him and suplexed him over Baz onto the floor on the outside. Now, I don't care who you are. That is just landing into concrete. It's got to hurt. They've been warring for so long as well. Gable then slid back in the ring at nine, meaning the referee got to ten and Gunther had been counted out. Now, admittedly, Chad celebrated this like he just won the lottery, but I do not care. I don't think Gunther has been beaten like this since he has been called up to the main roster. So you have to treat it like a big deal. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Gable also proved that he can get to this guy. It just didn't go to plan. And of course, afterwards, it was all like, but still, Intercontinental Champion Gunther. This is why I like it, because now next week, whenever the hell it is, Gunther can break the Honky Tonky Man's record, and then Chad Gable should be the guy to beat him, and then you can look back at this match and go, well, we should have seen it coming. I mean, Chad even said this too, I'm not done with you, Gunther. So I am very, very pumped about this, because if we do it right, it's going to be one of those moments when it's probably going to send Chad Gable off into superstardom. Give me a nap. When it's Judgment Day, we're yelling at each other again. I mean, come on, guys. Essentially, they couldn't decide who was going to team. And I was like, what does it even matter? All of you go out there anyway for your matches. So you'll all be involved. Priest didn't help at all, though, because he was like, well, I think it should be me because I missed the money in the bank. And I think it should be the condom because he's the North American champion. So he may as well have turned to Finn Balor and gone, you haven't got any accolades. It then got even better because they both turned to Mysterio and say, what do you think? He was like, I think you should just ask Rhea Ripley. And Rhea was like, no. I'm not dealing with you. I'm the mammy here. I've got my own match to figure out. And when I come back, you better have worked it out. So you know the deal. Rhea should be the person to beat Roman Reigns. That's how good her character is right now. Well, we cut to Imperium. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And they were shouting at each other too. So somebody in the WWE creative team has blatantly fallen out with their partner or relationship is over because every single team in the company right now, they can't get on. Ludwig Kaiser also promised the ring general that he was going to make this right. And he said this to Giovanni Vinci. And clearly nobody had <laughs> Giovanni up because he just looked at Ludwig like, I don't know what you're talking about. That really did make me laugh. And look, this was good storytelling. When we cut to somebody that everybody loves, it was Cody flipping Rhodes. Byron Saxton was chatting to him in the back and said, hey, how did you feel about last week, Cody? He's like, well, not great. Not only did Finn Balor sit on me like I was a piece of furniture, but what's the deal with that JD McDonough? His head is so big. He looks like a Funko Pop. And I'm like, that's a mean thing to say, but it is absolutely true. Cody didn't want to continue this backstage because he wanted to be among the people. So he did walk out in front of the audience who went crazy. And he essentially said, when we get to this main event later, I'll be looking out for my buddies, Kevin Owen and Sami Zayn. So he is just the best, mostly because he is a white meat baby face that would have been booed even five years ago, but he's made it work. And when he eventually does win the world championship, I tell you, all of this is going to double by about 7.2. It just works. When we carried this on, but in reverse. What? Here's the deal. Because we had this awesome video for Shinsuke Nakamura, where finally we portrayed him as the most dangerous man in history. He also spoke in Japanese the whole time, but we did have English subtitles. And clearly he's much more comfortable doing that. Like I say, he came across like the man. He also told us what he had said to Seth Rollins last week, and amazingly, it was nothing to do with his nipples. But Shinsuke knows that Seth Rollins not only has a bad back, but it's an injury that keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And he has no problem targeting that thing, because he wants to be the world heavyweight champion. Now, those five words, I know about your back, is absolutely hilarious, out of context. Because if you just saw this, you'd be like, what, what do you mean? You saw Seth Rollins from behind the first time. You're like, I have a back too. But of course, when you throw it all in the pot, this gets super interesting. Rollins has also hinted about this in interviews. So I do believe it's a real situation. But of course, Nakamura gone out there to get the medical reports or something. And he even finishes off by saying it means no matter how much success you get, you're always going to be in pain. I love it. He also made sure he said he won't be satisfied until he breaks Seth's back and take his title. Like, he's pain. He's flipping pain. They're going to have their match at payback, and I actually want Nakamura to win now, even though he won't. This kind of does tie into that Batman storyline. We felt more sympathy for the Dark Knight after Bane had broken his back. 
So Shinsuke Nakamura should break Seth Rollins' back, become the champion, and then, well, you know the rest. But I don't think we are going to do that, but in terms of the build and in terms of getting me to care, this is one of the best things WWE has done in ages. Make sure you do it for other people too. And then Rhea Ripley crushed Candice. The internet is mad about this. <laughs> don't know what you were expecting. Now Candice did go crazy at the beginning and she got a couple of licks in there. And Rhea was like, well, now you just pissed me off. And she just murked her for a little while when she applied that standing Texas clover leaf and she got the submission win. And I tell you, that's a damn good maneuver. It looks horrible. WWE then went full WWE because Raquel Rodriguez's music hit and she came out there on a crutch. I was like, oh man, she's still injured when she threw Carl the crutch at Rhea Ripley and went, ta-da, I'm actually healed. I was like, what a waste of time. I suppose it did take the nightmare by surprise though, so Rodriguez was able to whoop Rhea's ass. Here's the deal, and here's why these squash matches work, because we have seen Rhea Ripley now absolutely ruin fools, but all of a sudden she's met her match in Raquel Rodriguez, because here, she was standing tall. So maybe she is the one to defeat this beast, and she got on the microphone and said, woohoo, I am healed, so we're going to have this match at payback, and that's the one that can go a little bit longer, and no, Raquel should not win, because it's not her time, but in terms of making it make sense... Up. But we can have two different emotions. We are human beings. And much like I said seven days ago, should Candice LeRae be the one in this position? No. No, she shouldn't. Because it could have been anyone and had the same effect, as long as the commentators go, oh my gosh, Rhea Ripley is running through the division. And right now, the division does need more bodies, so we probably shouldn't just job them out. So yeah, that part is most definitely a down. We then saw Tommaso Ciampa ranting backstage and he was all like, man, look at Shinsuke Nakamura, who I almost beat. He's now going for a world title. Look at Chad Gable, who I almost beat. He's now going for an intercontinental title. So I was this close. I was like, yeah, what does it matter? That's like if I get five out of six numbers on the lottery, I don't get to ring them up and go, can I have a million pounds anyway? They just say no. He also said he doesn't want to moan about this because then he'd be that guy but that means he is already that guy, although he's happy to be that guy, but I actually think he was talking about being a champion. He ended by saying that he's going to take over and he threw his chair on the floor and he stormed off because he is an angry Allen. And here's what we should do. Bring Johnny Gargano back, re-team him with Tommaso Ciampa and do the tag team title feud between them, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Because if you do do this and you let them fly, you'll have some of the best tag team matches we've ever seen in our life. When it was time for The Miz... It was actually pretty funny. Because the A-list reminded us that he was going to face someone that is twice the man of LA Knight when out came Tozawa. Now, I think this is mercifully unfair because Tozawa is super talented, but he's always the punchline. Miz also called him a former 24-7 champion and was all like, it's a shame that belt doesn't exist anymore because, of course, it's a throwback to the Attitude Area, much like LA Knight. Somebody has definitely been reading the internet. Miss then tried to interview Tozawa, but every single answer was yeah. And as we have learned, Miss can't handle that. So he went totally crazy and the match started and then instantly LA Knight's music hit and he came out. He got a mega reaction. And of course, I was gone again because all wrestlers, they just stand by the curtain talking to the audio guy. And they're like, listen, you wait until I say go, otherwise I'll beat you up. It also served as a distraction because no wrestler can handle another wrestler in their field of view. So Tazawa was able to hit Miz with a dive. And given that LA was on commentary, he is so damn good. Like, he just comes up with such awesome lines. At one point, he was comparing Miz to Biff Tavern from Back to the Future. I think I just said Tavern, but I meant Tannen, but I'm ranting and raving now. And you could see what was going to happen here a mile away. But sometimes the things that make sense are the things that you should do. So because LA Knight was just going crazy on commentary, the Miz kept looking at him. 
couldn't handle it at all. Which is when Tazawa snuck up behind him and he hit the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment. And he got the three. And this is a big deal. I don't think Tazawa has won a match on Raw, like a proper match, for around about six years. Los Angeles Knight then stuck in and he murdered The Miz with the blunt force trauma. So we should just get to payback, have LA win the damn thing, and then go after some kind of championship. I don't care which one it is. That is what we should do. So bring down the surprise round counter. It goes up by one, it's flying high, and also it's getting an up. Mostly because LA Knight gets that reaction. Makes me feel warm and fuzzy in my downtown. When Drew McIntyre ruined Riddle's dreams. Just like that. So these two were having a discussion and Matthew was super excited for them to tag again. And Drew was like, no, I don't really want to do that. I don't think I like you. And the new day overheard this and they disagreed, which is when they dubbed them McViddle. But they were also like, did you hear the fans out there, man? They love you. You should probably have another match. We then teased that maybe we could do something because we came up with this tag team plan. But before McIntyre gave an answer, he did just walk off. So again, we're going to talk about that down that I gave earlier. If this ends with Drew McIntyre turning heel and murking everyone, I shall remove that down. I'm just not 100% sure that is the direction, but I massively hope I'm wrong. Just to cover my own ass, though, and because this did intrigue me, though, I am going to give it an up. Like, it is good storytelling, but only if McIntyre goes bad, guy. And, well, we've already talked about it. When we learned that Finn Balor and Damian Priest are actually kids. Because Ripley found them and wanted answers, and they'd come up with no results, apart from Damian going, well, look, I don't trust this JD McDonough guy with his weird head. Because of that, now I don't trust Finn Balor. Rhea then had a proper meltdown and said that she was just going to sort it. And I was like, yeah, do Rhea Ripley versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Once again, that's how good her gimmick is right now. You could do that, and I would totally believe it. But we didn't do it. Which is when we did continue everything with Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch. And as we said last week, I think both guys have done tremendous work here. And Zoe Stark. But if this segment told us anything, it's that we have missed the peak. We absolutely should have pulled the trigger a while ago. Becky was out first, though. And she was all like, oh, man, legacy is really important. It has nothing to do with wins and losses. So somebody should go and tell that to Tom Brady. But it's about survival and always picking yourself back off the floor. That's why she rules. So you know that Lynch is always good. And she talked about the steel cage match at Payback. And was all like, but man, I still need to sort out that Zoe Stark problem. <laughs> My becks. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that in a steel cage. WWE's favorite thing is having interference in those things. You can get her there. She couldn't go on any further because she had said the bad guy's names too much. So out came Trish and Zoe. I thought Trish was great here. Because, of course, she is from Canada. And she started off being like, oh, man, I'm in my hometown. It's great. But then when they started charting stuff, she was like, I don't understand what you're saying with your silly Billy French. I don't care what anyone says. Trish Strat is a good heel. She also really got fired up here, too, because she said, yeah, sure, this is going to be my first cage match ever. So I am a little bit worried. But I was worried when I debuted at 24 years old. And what did I do? I killed it. And I was also worried when I had to main event Raw for the first time. And what did I do? I killed it. So that's what I'm going to do again. She is sick and tired of trying to prove herself over and over again, which is why the Trish Stratus in a few weeks will be like no other Trish Stratus we have ever seen when she called Becky Lynch a bitch. So now it's super duper serious. Becky was then all like, oh, I'm really scared, but I don't think she actually was. When from nowhere she just went, oh, yeah, bye way, Zoe. Next week, we're going to have a Falls Count Anywhere match. And that was where I was like, see, I told you this had gone too long. Because now we are just throwing in random stipulations to stretch it out. I mean, Becky already beat Zoe Stark. That's how she got the match with Trish to begin with. So I'm going to break my system because I think these two continue to do great work and they're doing all they can. So I am going to give it an up. But in terms of everything else, 
It should have been paid off at SummerSlam. And that's got to get it down. When WWE then lost the plot. I mean, we haven't said that for a while. So after a quick chat with the kind of new but not kind of new women's tag team champions, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, we found out they were taking on Caden Carter and Katana Chance, and this match went one minute. Carter and Chance were allowed to do one double team move, but it was on the wrong person because they did it on Chelsea Green. When Piper got in there, she smashed them both, hit the crossbody, one, two, three. And I actually started looking around like, did we just do that? Or have I gone crazy? Let's go back to the Rhea stuff, right? We kind of figured out how that did make sense. But here, the gimmick of Chelsea Green and Piper Niven isn't, oh my gosh, we're going to wreck you. I mean, I guess that is Piper. But if anything, we should be doing the stereotypical, can they coexist? Or Chelsea just being like, <laughs> I'm really terrified of this guy. It is the law of diminishing returns too, because we basically had the same match twice. I mean, we talked about this on AEW Collision. Make sure you check that out. So not even I can find the good here. If you didn't have a plan for them, why didn't you just leave them on NXT? I mean, look what you've done to my arms. They're stuck in this weird position. It's getting it down. When Seth Rollins was in the back and he wanted to talk about his back, this episode of Raw had a lot of focus on backs. It was quite funny because Seth was all like, man, I don't really enjoy talking about this publicly, even though he has done interviews where he's talked about it publicly. But it actually all tied in here because once again, I think this is all super duper real and the world champion is struggling because he has been dealing with this back injury for four years and of course it's not getting better, it is getting worse. Maybe he's going to need surgery and even though he continues to compete at a high level, now he doesn't know how long he can keep it up. In the earlier video too, Nakamura had gone after his family so Rollins got really mad here. It was all like, shit, you're an absolute a-hole. You didn't even turn up this week so now I can't get in your face. So do you know what we have to do? Well, we'll get to next week's Raw and then we'll have a face-to-face. This was really good though, mostly because I much prefer serious set at the moment. It made this feud feel so damn real because it is real. And while I enjoy all the whoa, whoa and wacky costumes, I think we need more of this guy. There is something here and it felt fresh and it felt original. Also, this program is one of the best that WWE has right now because we put in the time and we put in the work. I am giving it an up. Now we wait and see. And then, yes, we did get to a very similar main event. But if you're a fan of 2019 WWE, we decided to pull that old trick out. Once again, we haven't seen this in ages. It was also hilarious as Ripley literally dragged out the Judgment Day and said, Damien and Finn, you're getting in there. It was a terrible plan because they tried this and Kevin Owens just whooped their ass. We did do the thing, though, because after Damien had tried to use the briefcase and failed, JD McDonough was here. And he just threw the briefcase in the ring. Kevin caught it and he thumped Finn Balor right in the head. Now you tell me, who has a worse relationship than that briefcase and Finn Balor? It doesn't exist. And thankfully the referee saw this and went, yeah, you can't do that, DQ. Of course the Judgment Day then went into we're going to beat you up mode when Cody Rhodes came out to make the save, which is when Adam Pearce was like, well, I've got a grand old dear. Why don't we just do the six-man tag? So we used the match to make a match. And the best part about this is the Judgment Day all night had been arguing who should be in the match. Then it turned out all three were going to be in it anyway. <laughs> I love wrestling madness. They did win me back instantly, though, because Ripley grabbed Owens and slammed him on the floor and celebrated like she, too, had had the best day of her life. And otherwise, it was just a fun main event. And look, we did it. So Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn could be super over in front of their hometown fans. Like I've already told you, I ain't mad at it. Rhea kept getting involved too and at one point even pushed Sam off the top rope so Dommy Boy could hit the frog splash. But very sadly, Zayn got his knees up when he spied Cody Rhodes in the corner. He was like, man, 
I think I know what I need to do. And he turned the temperature of his hand up so it was hot. And he tagged him for the hot tag. He went crazy with disaster kicks and a double Cody cutter. And just when he was about to hit the condom with the crossroads, Finn Balor was here. So he got hit with the crossroads instead. Once again, Finn, you my favorite. It did allow Dom Dom to try and go for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, but it didn't work. And then he got hit with the crossroads. He got hit with the halluva kick. And he got hit with the stunner, which he sold wonderfully. The good guys pinned him. One, two, three, hooray. It also finished with Sammy going, ha ha, better luck next time when they hold their titles in the air. I was like, oh yeah, they, they are the tag team champions. Somebody may have forgotten. Maybe we need to do something more with them soon. And look, like we've already talked about, it probably is time to shift the Judgment Day and everything else story in a specific direction. But in terms of just enjoying it for what it was and feeling this damn crowd, which is a weird thing to say, but it is also true, I am giving it an up. Sometimes it can just be whatever it is. So I am going to give Raw an up overall as well. I mean, look, there are a few teething problems at the moment as we do look to the future, but we'll get there. I believe in them. And of course, make sure you leave me a comment below and let me know what you thought about the show and click this video, wherever the hell it is. It's ups and downs for AEW Collision. Also, please do like the video, share the video and subscribe. Go to whatculture.com, follow us on social media. But most importantly, thank you very much for watching me. I am Simon Miller. Goofy Wrestling for Life is written on my top I like goofy wrestling. Don't know why I told you that. Swing your arms. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.